Foster care is an area I have learned more about ever since I was introduced to today's guest. He is an award-winning entrepreneur who has made a difference in thousands of lives, and he has not even graduated college yet. Stay tuned for an inspirational episode filled with tools for success. For the sixth new guest of season 11 and eighth guest overall, we have the Day One Bags founder, UT Austin Distinguished College Scholar, Eagle Scout, 2020 Alamo Area Council of Governments, Regional Citizen of the Year, and Hill Country 40 Under 40 winner with us today. Welcome back to That Entrepreneur Show. I am your host, Vincent A. Lancey, and you could find more about me at Vincent A. Lancey on all social media platforms, YouTube or VincentALancey.com. Before I bring on today's amazing guest, let's learn how he podcasts. Hunter, which platform do you stream your podcast through? Spotify. Spotify. When in the day do you usually listen to your shows? Uh, in the morning, late at night. And where do you usually listen to them? I usually listen to them uh, as I'm drinking my coffee in the morning and then uh, as I'm getting ready for bed at night. Love it. And how do you listen to these podcasts? Headphones, speaker? Usually with the, uh, the good old phone and some headphones. Thank you for sharing that, Hunter. Now we know how he podcasts. I would love to hear how you do too. To be featured on a show, email me how you podcast to info at vincentalancy.com. And whether you're looking to start or scale your business, this is the show for you. For those of you who are new to the show, every single week since December 2019, I have interviewed the founder of a company or brand to share what worked for them, what they needed to improve on, and all of their learning lessons along the way right here on this podcast. There are also bonus episodes for you to enjoy as well, where I bring back past guests as you never know which motivational journey will inspire you most. My guest on the show today is someone I met through, Tony Alexander. Hunter is an experienced founder with a demonstrated history of working in the four impact organization management industry. He has had a tremendous skill set evolve in nonprofit organizations public speaking, and fundraising. He is here today to talk about his company, Day One Bags. It is a nonprofit organization aimed at supplying quality duffel bags and backpacks from Flying Circle Gear located in Bourne, Texas to foster children nationwide. Today's guest is juggling it all. He's attending the University of Texas at Austin and majoring in communications and leadership in the Moody School of Communications. I am excited to share all of the amazing work this entrepreneur has accomplished. Allow me to now bring him on, Hunter Beaton. Hunter, great to see you. Vincent, it is an honor and a pleasure to be here. Uh, just thrilled and uh, really excited about uh, what's going to happen. Me too. This has been a long time coming, everyone listening on. We've been trying to work our schedules around this probably for five seasons or so, but here we are. Hunter, please share with the world a little more about you. Yeah, like uh, Vincent, I, I think you incredible introduction, uh, but I can give it uh, a quick shot. Um, so 
Like Vincent said, uh, my name is Hunter Beaton. I am a college senior uh, studying uh, communication and leadership at the University of Texas at Austin. Uh, and I'm also the uh, founder and CEO of Day One Bags, a uh, nonprofit that supply, supplies foster youth and um, children in need with backpacks and uh, duffel bags, uh, typically filled with supplies uh, to uh, meet their basic needs and to um, help them whenever they're moving from home to home. And um, and I think we'll get into some of the uh, details and how I got started, but uh, it's our, our mission is to provide uh, dignity and not trash. And I'll kind of get into how that plays into uh, many of the foster children's lives, but uh, it is just um, four years coming, uh, four to five years uh, working with or uh, creating Day One Bags and continuing our mission. So uh, just very excited to be on once again. I commend you for all you do. As I mentioned in the preview, he has touched already thousands of lives. And before we really dive in, can you please describe to people, Hunter, what foster kids normally have if they don't have one of these bags, how they get around with their belongings? Exactly. Yeah. So uh, foster youth in a, in, in a typical situation are uh, told if they are if they are in an abusive household or, or typically are or moving from home to home, uh, they if they have any supplies that they uh, they hold, they are given a trash bag and told quickly, please put your belongings in this trash bag so we can quickly remove you. And um, that's just the situation that many of these youth are in. And uh, here at Day One Bags, we are committed to giving each and every foster child that is in that situation, uh, whether they're moving into a new foster home or, or into a, a home, uh, we want to give them the opportunity that they can have their own. They don't have to use that trash bag anymore. Thank you for sharing. And everyone listening on, I was blown away by that when I had first linked up with Hunter and learned more about what he did. I guess I didn't really think about that spot, that area too much of how do they get around with their stuff. Great work they're doing at Day One Bags. So what led you to Day One Bags, Hunter? The idea for Day One Bags has been um, a long time in, in my life. So I'm 20 and uh, I think the the first idea of creating a, a, uh, a project basically to give foster children bags started when I uh, first met my now adopted siblings, uh, they came through the foster care system uh, with a trash bag, uh, just like many of the other youths. And being uh, five, eight, and 11, respectively, whenever my siblings came into our home, I saw that this was a serious problem. Um, most of these foster youths aren't getting the, uh, the dignity that they deserve, and trash bags are not that simple. And so um, when I was in high school, I decided to create a uh, project uh, that was aimed at giving some of these youth uh, a backpack or even a bag that would uh, at least provide them the basic necessity of, of, uh, of dignity when they are moving to a new home. It could be a very scary experience and uh, whatever way we can help them out is, is kind of uh, what we want to do. Your efforts are certainly going a long way and that can be scary and challenging. But speaking of challenging on this entrepreneurship journey, what are some challenging things for you? Yeah, it's 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 been an incredibly uh, 
amazing journey, uh, but it has been very difficult at, at various moments in time. Uh, it's going on five years now. And I remember when I first started out, it is just one of the most terrifying experiences. You And, and you've got to really be self-determined. You've got to be able to, especially if you're starting from a small area or a small position, just with an idea, you've got to be determined to um, make sure it works, right? And so I think when it, when it first started out, I was uh, just very nervous and very scared about um, creating a project and making sure my, my, my vision had an impact and that I was serving some of these youth, right? So I was giving out these bags and all these different things, but I was just uh, terrified that uh, these kids didn't like them or didn't enjoy them or things like that. And so one of my battles was uh, being determined enough to say and uh, to listen to some of the people that were praising me uh, and praising the work that we do is listening to them and being like, you know what, they're right. Despite some of the my own uh, insecurities about what's going to happen or or the impact we're making, um, there are uh, kids out there that are receiving some of these things. And uh, no matter how large our mission is or how big we're serving, uh, if we are able to provide one bag to one foster youth, that can be enough, right? And so the big challenge was getting over that 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 hump of, oh, am I really making an impact here? Or is it just, is it all for not? And uh, uh, praise be to God, it, it, it is, it is um, even changing and giving one youth a backpack can be uh, a, change in the, uh, a change in their world and a change in their viewpoint. So uh, that was definitely one obstacle. Well, an incredible lesson there is you ask for feedback from who your market is. In this case, your market is the foster care. You are asking them what they liked, what they didn't like always trying to improve everything for them. And look how far you've come. You said five years now you're on this business and you're still a college student. The sky's the limit for you. And I can't wait to see all of the good you continue to do year after year. Because I know this is just the beginning for you, Hunter. Throughout your career in entrepreneurship, as you mentioned, there was ups and downs. Can you please describe to our audience one of your biggest learning lessons you've faced or had throughout this journey? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there are every day, I think, is a, is a learning lesson. It's yes. just you learn something uh, about yourself, about who you're serving all and every day. But um, if I if I had to choose um, a specific learning lesson, uh, I would say being able to basically uh, listen and, and, and take in feedback that others are giving you, right? And I said that earlier, mm -hmm. but I also want to harp on it. And it's just basically, there have been times in my, in my, in my vision where I, I see something and I see the way that it could expand. And I, and I hear people that are involved in our mission and say, you know what, I, I see what you mean there, but I, I don't know if, it, if it's really going to work. And the same thing goes for the opposite way, right? Is people say, okay, here's this idea. And I think it could really work. And I don't really I don't really see eye to eye with it. Right. And so um, at some capacity, I have to trust and I have to trust that um, the ideas that are, are being pitched to me and some of the ideas that I have uh, can be changed, can be uh, malleable and can be uh, formed to to uh, present a new uh, tactic or, or new mission for what we do. And so one of the biggest lessons uh, to reiterate, like I like I said, um, was being able to be adaptable. Being able to be, um, uh, being able to listen and to take in criticism, take in uh, valuable insights from others, 
and apply it and ask for advice because you can never, you can only learn uh, from that point on and get other people's uh, feedback. Hunter lights out answer. Thank you. And again, what looks good to us may look not good to others. What some people like others don't like. You have to constantly be trying to get other people's perspective because it would only help you grow as brilliantly said by Hunter just now. But if you could have any entrepreneur in the world to teach you something else, Hunter, to sit down with you and have a conversation, who would you choose? Oh, I, there are so many entrepreneurs that we hear about in this day and age, and just so many are coming to mind. Uh, but specifically, uh, I think I want to mention someone that both uh, you and I and, and Tony know very well, and that's Steve Pemberton. Um, man, what an incredible character he is. Uh, and I just... I, I really look up to him and in, in, in a way he, he embodies some of the things that I value when it comes to what I see success is uh, for when it comes to an entrepreneur spirit. Right. So he started from a very small up, or a very small upbringing and uh, was involved in the foster care system. Right. And here he is um, writing books, um, even running for political office, doing all these different things, really working from the ground up. And, um, not that all entrepreneurs are working from the ground up. You can really start wherever you are. Uh, but certainly I would love to, uh, you know, I've worked in contact with him multiple times for our, our, um, our initiatives at Day One Bags. But to really sit down and to have just a nice coffee with him or, or just getting to chat with him would just be uh, mean a lot to, to myself. Just knowing that, man, this is someone who, who, who knows what's going on and knows how how to, uh, how to lead and change people's lives and uh, what, what an incredible experience that would be. So I think, I think Steve would be an uh, excellent answer. We have to look a little deeper here, Hunter. Where are you having this coffee? If you could pick anywhere, where is it going to be? Ooh, mm. let's, oh, I think I got one. So uh, for all the, uh, the people that have been to Austin, all the people that have been Austin, there is a fantastic coffee shop on the lake, uh, and it's called Mozart's. And when Mozart's. I say it's on the lake, I literally mean it's on the lake. Like it's it's not uh, an island or anything, but you are uh, on this. You order your coffee in the shop, and then you go down to the dock and you just enjoy the water. And, That's amazing. And, and it's a it's a great view. So uh, Mozart's. All right. Well, we'll have to check that out whenever I get down to Austin, but. Please shed some light on the future for you, Hunter. What's next for Hunter? What's next for Day One Bags? Is there anything else? Right. So uh, like, like it was said before, I'm, I'm a college student, so I'm hoping to graduate in the uh, spring. Uh, very excited about that. Yeah. And with that comes a whole new set of challenges, right? Uh, college is very easy to say, okay, I'm a student and I got all these studies. And, but once you graduate, it's like, oh, uh, the world is now open and I, it's my choice to, to make it uh, as I seem. And so I think with, with uh, future endeavors and future entrepreneur stuff is, is going to be continuing to do day one facts uh, yeah. uh, stuff. So we're going to try our best to increase our output and um, meet more of the, my, my specific goal uh, is to meet more of the foster youth, right? So out of the setting of school and being tethered to a specific place, I hope uh, when, when the time is right, I can start going out and give, delivering these bags, right? Yeah. Giving them, giving them yep. to these kids and, and interacting with them and hopefully just gaining some really valuable insight from, from them because man, they are just, they are heroes in my mind. They are, they are my role models. And uh, I love to spend time with them, but you know, in the limited times that I can here, 
Um, I, I, um, I'm hoping that once I graduate, I can uh, continue that experience and hopefully meet some more on, in the, uh, in the future. Yes. Post COVID, whenever that time finally, mm. and we are all anxiously awaiting does come. I think you and I should certainly organize something where we can be out in the community firsthand, giving kids bags face to face, learning their stories because some may not think it, but there's a lot to learn from these kids, even though they're kids. Everybody's mm -hmm. got a story to share and a different perspective to enlighten us with. And again, Hunter, I commend you for all you do. And I look forward to continuing to work with you in the future. I think it's a great time to get into the spotlight story. For those of you listening on for the first time, towards the end of each episode, I share the entrepreneurial journey of a fellow entrepreneur to inspire you, the listeners. And we get our guests take on it as we have an entrepreneur dedicated to helping those in foster care on the show today. I will now introduce the journey of another in the name and face behind Wendy's, Dave Thomas. I did not know this, but Thomas was adopted and has done a lot of work for foster children nationwide. I'm happy to bring some light to this story. Dave was grateful for the opportunity to receive love, support, and stability from his adoptive family. So for much of his life, he traveled throughout North America to make a difference and bring hope to thousands of children still in the foster care system. Back in 1990, he accepted President George Bush's invitation to be the spokesperson for the White House Initiative on Adoption, Adoption Works for Everyone. With his background as an adoptee and his stature in the business community, Dave accepted this challenge and raised a lot of awareness. He also wanted to reduce the quote, red tape and also the cost that discouraged a lot of families from adopting a child. He wanted to do more. In 1992, he established the Dave Thomas Foundation for Adoption or the DTFA. It's a national nonprofit dedicated to exclusively finding permanent homes for more than the 150,000 children in North America's foster care systems. He's done so much, even through Wendy's, the wonderful kids program. He provides funding and establishes innovative co-investment partnerships with states to support the hiring of recruiters who implement an evidence-based child-focused recruitment model. Quote, if we can get one child adopted into a loving family, all of our work will be worth it. This is what Dave would say. Hunter, what do you take away from this story most? Man, what, what an awesome story that is. And, and that is just an incredible um, testament to, to the tenacity of, of some of these people wanting to make sure these kids have a home. But specifically, I was just um, also focused on that, that reduced the red tape and the cost uh, discouraged around many of the families from adopting. Uh, many of the, the youth that I meet are, are older individuals. Um, and by older, I mean uh, not, not from newborns to toddlerish age. I'm talking about middle school, high school, even some of the upper elementary. Yep. And um, unfortunately, uh, how the system kind of works is, is adoptions um, typically a lot happen at the lower age rate, right? Um, that uh, don't have a lot of experience in the system or things like that. They've just been placed in. Uh, but a lot of these older ones uh, that are in high school or middle school, uh, they, they just can't find a home just because um, they already had so many experiences. And for whatever reason, people aren't really willing to, to adopt them. And, uh, at some capacity, did these youth I've talked to are okay with it? At some capacity, uh, I think everyone wants to be adopted. And um, 
something like something like uh, Dave's Dave's foundation is is really going to help with that. You know, giving them a home, needless to say, with other foster youth is going to give them that kind of camaraderie, some some sort of sense of okay. Um, maybe I don't have, uh, you know, a, a mother and a father, but I have my, my, my good, my brother or sister here, uh, maybe not uh, biologically, but here in this home with me. And so uh, I, I really appreciate the work he's done. And I hope that uh, it will continue and, and we can find some of these homes for some of the uh, older foster youth. It's incredible the work that you've done along with him. It sheds light on a very important subject area. Now, he mentioned this red tape. In the past, was it very expensive to adopt a child or what does he infer by that? So I think he's referring to uh, there. There's a lot of uh, paperwork and a lot of just different um, obstacles you kind of got to get through in order to to come to adopt. Right. So there's kinship. Right. If if a family member uh, is desiring kinship uh, of the child, let's say, you know, a grandmother or a grandfather or something like that. Uh, it can make it really difficult to to be able to adopt uh, some of these youth. And now that's that's definitely ideal. I think most of the, the kids want to stay with family. Yeah. Uh, other times, family just might not be the right situation, but it's really dependent upon the case. And so uh, I think what he's referring to is uh, there are some expensive adoptions and even um, uh, foreign adoptions are, are very expensive. And so I always encourage people if, if they're considering adopting, uh, please, please look local. Uh, we have plenty of foster youth here. Uh, that that can use a loving home. But I think that's what he's referring to there. Thank you for that explanation. And overall, Hunter, thank you so much for everything you brought to the table today. Your why, why you started the company is so deep and so important. Listen, you listened to feedback as we spoke about to improve those products you were offering to the kids. I thought that was an incredible lesson. And your entire answer for your lessons learned was out of this world. Thank <laughs> you again. Right now, I'd like to stop and ask you for your last word. Thank you. Uh, my last word is uh, to to your audience is um, have that dream, uh, that that idea that you know has been bugging you for a while, and, and you're hoping that you can change the world. Um, consider consider really taking the first steps. It doesn't need to be big. It could be something small. It could be volunteering at at, uh, at a local charity, or it could be uh, giving money back to something that you you appreciate. But uh, don't be afraid to um, set, uh, put yourself out there and let yourself be vulnerable. Let yourself be a little bit uncomfortable because that's that that's the point where you're going to be able to learn and to be able to grow from that experience. Uh, it may be uncomfortable in the moment, but in the, in the end, you're going to be like, man, or I'm just so happy I did that. I'm so glad. So that's my final words. You're never going to grow if you just sit inside your comfort zone. You may be at a point of content but you will never grow past that. Thank mm. you for shedding light on that. How can our listeners get in touch with you? Say hello, get involved in the work you do. So we are uh, on most, if not all the social media sites and our handle is day one bags. That's day D a Y numerical one bags. Right. And so we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, uh, we're on LinkedIn, all these different platforms, please go check us out. And, uh, we love to get in touch. And if you have any requests for bags, if you know foster youth that need these bags, if you know agencies that need these bags, please get in touch with us. And if you uh, consider, um, if you are in the situation to please consider donating and continuing our mission of giving these bags uh, to youth that, that can totally, totally use them. 
Thank you for that. And everyone, please be sure to reach out or at least just to learn a little more about foster care and how you can raise awareness on your own. Hunter here is a great resource to have. And while you're on the internet, be sure to check us out too. I'm at Vincent A. Lancy on all social media and the show is at That Entrepreneur Show on all social media, except on Twitter. It's podcasts by Lancy. So you have updates from all four shows. Be sure to head to vincentalancy.com for exclusive content on this episode. And as always, I will end the show with a quote, and it's got to be from Dave Thomas for this one. In the beginning, there was nothing, and God said, let there be light. And there was still nothing, but everyone could see it. Thank you for listening and tuning in for another show, and we'll catch you next week on That Entrepreneur Show. Hunter, thank you again. Thanks again, Vincent.